0: In today's episode of the Southwork Audio Experience, this is a sermon from September 22nd, 2019. Jonathan is preaching on John 11, and the title of the sermon is actually blank, comma, come out, exclamation mark. Really, kind of echoing that call of Jesus to Lazarus, and so you're going to see how he incorporates that into everyday life of what Jesus is calling us out of in death and into life. So, enjoy this episode of the Southwork Audio Experience. We'll see you in the next one. John 11, we see the story of Lazarus. Lazarus is a good friend of Jesus, a good friend of Jesus, and he's sick. In fact, uh, his sisters, Mary and Martha, they are with him, and they know he's sick, and they want to help. And they send out for help to Jesus. Let me ask you for a second, as you consider where your own heart is at right now, what would those who know you best, what would the godly people in your life, a mom, a dad, a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a friend, a co-worker, the people who love you best, that you know love Jesus, what would they say if they were honest about their concern for your spiritual health? Would they look at you and be concerned that you may be dead spiritually, that you are sick? Are they Are the ones who love you most going to Jesus on your behalf, and you know it. If godly people in your life are concerned about you, listen to them. A lot of times we go to God and we want Him to act in our way, in our timing. That's what Mary and Martha were doing. Jesus. I mean, Jesus had just taken a blind man and made him see their brother was sick. Jesus could heal them. They knew it. They had no doubt about it. But Jesus didn't come. In fact, Jesus intentionally delayed till their brother died. Friends, are you frustrated with God? Something in your past? Something in your presence? Where you've asked him for something and he hasn't answered the way you want, the timing you want, the way you expect. Friends, can I be honest with you? When we're frustrated with God, it's because we don't trust him. And distrust of the creator of the universe is serious. There's more. The story opens up, and I want you to watch this in a second. I want you to see this in a second. Jesus explains real plainly, Lazarus isn't asleep, he's dead. And he said, we're going to this dead man. Do you have the kind of relationship with Jesus that wherever he calls you, wherever he calls you, you will go? Do you believe him? Whatever he says, he says to Martha and then to Mary on the resurrection and the life. The resurrection, salvation, the life, the purpose of life, walking and enjoying Jesus and making him known. Whatever Jesus calls you to do. Do you have the kind of relationship with him? Where the answer is, yes, Lord, give me faith, Lord, show me, Lord, help me, Lord, whatever you say. I love Martha's response to Jesus. So again, go back to Mary and Martha. Their brother's dead. He's still in the grave. She comes to Jesus. She's frustrated. But Jesus is there, wants to be there with them. And she runs and gets her sister. Friends, maybe you feel you've gotten to the point with God. You feel he doesn't love you. You feel that he's abandoned you. And this morning he's saying to you, no, I want you to enjoy me. I love you. I love you. I love you. I completely know every bit of your thought life. I know every bit of your heart life. I know every bit of the things you've done with your hands and your eyes and your body. I know it all, the things you are most ashamed of. I know about you, but I love you completely. I love you entirely. I want you with me. Jesus hurts. You're going to see it. You probably read about it. Jesus hates death. That's why he came to die, to defeat the last enemy of death. He knows the first fear of all mankind is death. How will I die? When will I die? I don't want to die. What happens after I die? And Jesus doesn't just give a lecture to Mary and Martha. He weeps with them. He hurts with them. He grieves with them. But he's come to conquer death. Now, this is all playing out, friends. Do you get this time? This is playing out a few days before Jesus is getting ready to go in the grave. Voluntarily, willingly, lovingly, laying down his life that you and my, me in him may no longer live in fear of death, of this world, of our flesh. As Jesus weeps with them, before he's resurrected with Lazarus, oh, there, there, there are people there graveside that start questioning Jesus. After Lazarus' resurrection, there are people who go tattletale on Jesus to the Jews. Friends, watch out. That same temptation can be in us to question God, his plan, his timing, his purpose, and to, in fact, question whether or not he's God. And it's serious. Watch out if Satan's tempting you to think, "Ah, oh, this is just a good story. Oh, it's just one religious belief. Friends, Jesus is very clear. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one goes to the Father except through me, says Jesus. There is only one name under heaven given among man by which you can be saved. The name of the Lord Jesus. Friends, this this is the most accurate book in human history. I'm not making that up. Do your homework. Do your research. Archaeology, science, history, manuscript evidence. God wants you to see there's more reasons to believe in Him than any other world religion, and then atheism. You know why? You know why He gives so much evidence, friends? He doesn't want you or I to go to hell. He's patient. Showing us truth after truth after truth, showing us love after love after love. Now listen, this audience graveside with Lazarus, they've seen the miracles. Some of them are already believers. They've heard the truth. Yet at the end of the day, there are still people there that are going to reject him. Don't be like that. Some of you have heard these stories over and over and over. You've seen God's hand in ways you cannot deny. Yet you stayed in the grave. Or you've chosen to remain bound with your old sinful fleshly ways. Don't stay there. God's freedom is so much better See this in Lazarus. I mean, can you imagine if you went like Lazarus through that whole dying process and and you're dead and then suddenly you're back alive? What are you going to live for? What are you going to live like? What's going to come out of your mouth? What's going to go through your mind? I was dead, but now I'm alive through Jesus. The only way I'm going to live for him. I'm not going to fear anybody. What are they going to do? Kill me again? Oh, to die, to die is gain, my friends. It's far better to be with Jesus in heaven than to be on this earth. (laughs) If God is for me, What can anybody come and do against me? Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Friends, watch out for the temptations. But listen, this must be a personal decision that you trust in him, not just with your brain, but with your heart, with your will, that you say, I trust you, God. Whatever you say, I'll do. Wherever you call, I'll go. Verse 43 Jesus cries out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. The same voice that created the heavens and the earth, that created the stars and the sun, the moon and the sky, the ocean and the land, the same God that created the birds and the fish, all the creatures across the earth, big and small, the same voice breathed life in the Lazarus. And friends, if you're here today, and there's part of you that says, God can't change me, I'm hopeless. Oh, you don't know the God of the Bible, friends. And you need to come to him and repent and ask God, save me. Open my eyes. Help me in my unbelief. And then watch what he might do. Maybe there's things you've struggled with for a long time. And if you're honest, you haven't been desperate enough. You've tried to fix it from the outside in. And maybe this morning God's calling you to listen like Lazarus. I mean, how could a Lazarus come to life in the grave by the name and the voice of his creator and then stay there? Answer, he can't. But in the next verse when he comes out, Dead, alive. I don't know what their burial clothes look like. You're going to see Lazarus in this video kind of racked up. All we know from the scriptures is his face was covered. His hands and feet were still bound. And the next step was friends help him, unbind him. How foolish! How much would Lazarus miss out if he walked around the rest of his days of his life bound and hindered and marked by his old way, by his death? Friends, some of us are there. For one reason or another, we've held on to the old way, and it's limited us, it's constrained us, it's restricted us, and we're missing out. I love Galatians 5.1, for freedom he has set us free. We are called, friends, to the resurrection, salvation, but to the life in him, born again. Have you been born again? Jesus was really clear to Nicodemus in John 3, verse 3, unless you are born again, you cannot have life. Unless one is born again, he cannot See the kingdom of God. Now, watch. We're not going to see a whole lot of Lazarus after his resurrection, but I'll tell you in the next chapter a little bit of what happens. Two things we see Lazarus he doesn't run away and live life for himself, he doesn't exit Jesus' presence and do things when he wants, he goes to Jesus' feet. He reclines at the table with him. He enjoys Jesus. The second thing we know about Lazarus from John chapter 12, he was apparently so visible and public and vocal about what Jesus had done, people were coming to Jesus through him. How about us? Do people know we love Jesus more than anything? Is it so evident that when people want to encounter Jesus, they come to us? Do the gates of hell feel threatened by our life? Unashamed of his Savior. Unbound, set free. We're going to watch this. And I hope you hear from John 11. Jesus' voice even to you. And you consider... Is he calling you this morning to salvation? Is he calling you this morning to baptism? I love, <laughs> I love the Ethiopian eunuch, Philippians. or Philippians or Acts, I love it. Let's see. We've got two handouts, a little extra dorky this morning. Acts 8, the Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible gets explained to him. Maybe in a way God's explaining things to you this morning. And the Ethiopian eunuch sees there's water up there. And he realizes the first step of obedience to Christ is to go public, to get baptized. It's a picture of life, buried with Christ by baptism in his death and raised to walk in newness of life. Friends, if you got raised from the grave, are you going to go hide in shame and worry about what people are going to say? If God has saved you, I pray that he gives you the courage and love this morning to go public for him. The water's ready. We've got clothes for you. Melinda and Kay are going to be up there to help you. We've got extra songs at the end of the service to give you time to respond. But the question really comes down for you and for me. Are we going to listen to his voice or are we going to ignore it? I pray I pray I don't ignore it. And it might be other things here. Obeying Him, walking in love, committing to the church instead of just dating it, being more steadfast in prayer in the Bible. I don't know what Jesus is saying to you, but I pray as you hear His voice to Lazarus, you hear His voice to you. Is He calling you this morning? Have you been walking around with some sort of grave clothes holding you down, tying you, marking you by your past sin. Maybe he's calling you this morning, friends, here in a few minutes. Maybe with a friend. Maybe by yourself. But God, I know what the right thing to do is. And I've been disobedient. God, forgive me. Help me to be a bright light of your freedom. Maybe you've been carrying around hatred and bitterness. Real people have really hurt you. But you've forgotten that while you were an enemy of God, He died for you. And He's called you the same way He's forgiven you in Christ. He's called you to forgive others and show them a love they don't deserve. Is this what God's calling you to this morning? Come out from hatred and bitterness and unforgiveness and come into love. Maybe you've had bad experiences in churches. Maybe you're a member here. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just visiting and you belong to another church, but this morning God's calling you to consider outside of the church is a dangerous place. It's Satan's realm, and God's calling you to commit, to covenant together. No church is perfect, but we have a perfect head. The head of the church is Christ, friends. And He calls us together because, frankly, friends, we need each other. We need you. If you are in Christ, we need you. We need one another But maybe this morning you hear Him calling you to membership, to fellowship, to greater commitment and service to use the gifts God's given you. Maybe you're here this morning and the grave clothes that you haven't removed has been your talking with Jesus. Can you imagine the conversations Lazarus had with the man, the God who saved him? Jesus wants to talk with us for our sake, to enjoy Him. And maybe this morning you're convicted. You haven't been talking by like a live person. Your prayer life's gotten boring, and dry, and dull. Ask Him, call me out this morning, Lord. Change me. Maybe it's your Bible life. Can you imagine Lazarus and the disciples sitting and reclining with Jesus, his last days here on earth, getting to hear his voice? Friends, that's what the Bible is. It's the voice of God through the pen of man. Oh, it's so amazing. And maybe maybe it's been hard for you. Maybe the discipline of it has been tough for you. Maybe this morning God's calling you, come out and listen to me. Come out and walk with me. Enjoy me. Recommit. Jump back in the Bible and a devotional life every single day. Maybe this morning, you know that you know that you've been a Christian maybe for a while, maybe recently, but you've been scared, you've been afraid to go public in baptism. Maybe you got wet before you were saved. That's that's not a real baptism. Maybe you got sprinkled, and this isn't a knock on any denomination, but the word baptizo literally means immersed. They would go into a place where the water was abundant because it was a picture of what God had done inwardly. I am dead and buried with Christ. I am raised to walk in newness of life. I, I am unclean and unworthy, but now I am made new that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Friends, the Ethiopian eunuch got it. It's water, it's pastor, people to help. What's keeping you from going public and saying, God is alive in me? But it could be this. This has to precede all of that, friends that maybe if you see within yourself, yeah, I can look back, and there was a day I walked an aisle, There's a day I joined a church, there was a day I went through confirmation or some process, but inwardly I didn't really change, maybe for a little while, but but really it wasn't a real change. I still feel dead inside. I still feel the darkness and hopelessness, and I know that I know that I know that honestly if I died today, I'm just not sure if I would end up in heaven. Friends, do you hear your Creator's voice? He's here today. He cares about you. Is He calling you to receive Him as Lord and Savior, to put Him in charge? Not just to believe in your head that He really died on the cross and rose from the grave, but to love that truth in your heart that you can't help but come out. Why would somebody stay in the grave when the Savior's calling him to life? Come out. Go public for Christ. Be born again. I don't know where you're at, but the praise team's going to come up here. It's going to be about four songs. For the first two songs or so, I'm going to be down here. And if God's calling you to salvation, then He's calling you to baptism. And I would encourage you not to put it off any longer. Or maybe He's calling you and you realize your baptism was before your actual salvation, you were saved later on, or your baptism wasn't in line with what God calls you to do, or maybe you strayed so far and so long from your Savior, you just want to go public for Him and say, "Uh, I'm I'm, I'm being baptized. Now, if you're just doing baptism, friends, to check the block, baptism's not what saves you. It's Christ that saves you. You can go in a baptistry and get wet and not be saved. If you don't fully understand it, don't do it. But if you hear Him calling to you this morning, follow me, the first step of obedience and faith is baptism, why would you put it off any longer? Why would you miss out? Why would you hold on to the old way? Maybe it's one of these other areas. Maybe you feel led by God just to pray, with your, pray by yourself where you're at. That's fine. But don't ignore his voice. Maybe God's calling you to grab a friend. Maybe God's calling you to be the friend to grab a friend. To ask for prayer or to offer your prayer. But friends, we need each other. That's part of the picture of a church. I don't know where you're at. I don't know. But he does. If he's calling you, you have a choice. I have a choice. Will we ignore it? Or we would delay, put it off, make excuses. Or is today the day, friends? We're going to listen and respond. He loves you. He loves you. See how much he loves you. God, forgive me, forgive us. We've made church too much of a routine. We've made the Christian life too much of moralism. I pray for all of us this morning to see the Christian life flows from you and join you. We were dead and now we're alive. We were in darkness, now we're in light. We were enslaved to Satan and sin in the world and now we have been set free. God, may we live with joy for you. May we enjoy you, sit at your feet, talk with you, hear you, honor you, come together to worship you through this church in love, in obedience. God, I pray for myself. Pray for all of us. That as we sing here, we hear you. We respond to you. God saves us. Draw us closer to you. May we come out of the grave. May we be set free from the old way. The sin that so easily entangles and weighs us down. It's in your name we pray and it's to you we now sing and worship. If you want to find out more about South Fork, you can simply go to SouthFork.tv or you can check us on our social channels on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, but make sure you come back and check out what's going on here in the South Fork audio experience. You'll see not only sermons, but also different episodes addressing different things, questions in life, and you never know what you might find here. So until next time, have a great day.